Hey fam, you're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Campus, Katipunan. We hope that this message will help us know and follow Jesus and grow in our walk with Him. Let's continue to change the campus and change the world. Enjoy! Good evening everyone. Thank you for joining us in our online youth service. We'll be starting a two-part series today entitled, Okay, Not Okay. We'll be studying the book of Lamentations. This is a book written by Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. They say that this book is made up of poems in which each poem is an expression of grief over the fall of Jerusalem. It's like a eulogy at a funeral, and these laments are intended to mourn a loss. And in that context that they had before, it was a loss of a nation. This is relevant today. As, as we see, this crisis has caused a lot of losses in various aspects of life. There's a loss of time, resources, and connections. And because of that, we are forced to move forward and challenge to recover quickly. We don't have the time to pause, to grieve, to cry over the things that we value, over the things we experience, over the things we see all around. Because we feel like we just need to feel okay even if we, we are not. And this book gives graphic descriptions on what life is when we experience losses. We see the person's emotions over grief and pain. And one interesting thing that we can see in the book as we read it is that the author was aware of the cause of the loss and he's taking full responsibility of his action. He knows how to grow through the process while facing the reality instead of just getting over it. I realized that when it comes to loss, pain, and suffering, people respond differently. And there are extremes on how people overcome their situations, especially when it comes to losses, pain, and suffering. The extreme that they had is they want to get over it quickly because they want things to be fixed instantly. So to get over it, they result to ranting and, and venting. They try to find an outlet where to express the painful experiences that they had because they want to reduce the weight of the emotion that they have inside. And they want to feel the release of that. And today, it's, it's everywhere. You can see it in a family setting. You can see it in the social media. Some do it by writing some statements where they could just express what they're feeling. Some do it by just ranting over, over a friend or a group of people. One time, I came across a student who has a lot of baggages in his life. He had bad experiences in the past. His family was not that good. And he was not raised up in an ideal setting. And every time he would have a conversation to other people, you observe how he runs and vents everything that's experiencing towards people. And you would observe the reaction of those people around this person. They want to feel what he feels, and yet it's affecting them. And this person is opening up his life doesn't even know that 
the other people are being affected by what is going through. And that's what it feels. And that's what happens when we just vent and rant and we just want to get over things quickly because we feel like that's the answer to what we're going through. The other side of the extreme, why people want to get over it or how people get over it is they repress their feelings. They are in denial of their feelings because they feel like that negative emotions are bad or wrong. Alam mo yung ramdam nila or feeling nila, nagja-judge sila pag umiiyak sila or kapag in-express nila yung emotion nila sa isang bagay. And many times that's that's how I respond. I catch myself responding that way na feeling ko ayaw kong sabihin yung nararamdaman ko, ikikip ko na lang, sasabihin ko na lang, okay lang ako, mamaya okay lang din. Why? Because I can accept the reality because the moment I accept it, it's a threat for me. And those are the extremes when we try to get over things because we want quick results or quick fix in our lives. And some people would say it when we respond that way, actually, it's a disguised relief. It's a disguised grief over the things that we go through. And when it is not dealt, the effect will be we, we end up blaming other people with, what, with what's going in our lives. Or we end up hating ourselves because we can find any answer. We've tried finding the answer somewhere else. And it's as if that when we hate ourselves, that's the right way to respond. Or maybe there's this long-standing hurt that we've been carrying all along. It's creating neg- negativity. It's creating negativity in the way we respond to others. There's a mistrust every time we have a conversation. There's this result or effect that's affecting us and affecting others. How do we do it then? How does it look like for us to grieve, to cry, and not to get over what we're going through because we want the quick result? I think the book of Lamentations give us a clue, which is we need to grow through it gradually. Wherein we are in touch with our emotions and feelings and we lament because we have hope. If you look at the story or stories in the Bible, you can see people crying in slavery, weeping over defeat, despair, and exile. People will weep through loss, betrayal, death, and sin. They shed tears in anger, doubt, confusion over the ways of God. They lamented with broken realities, unmet expectations, and doubt in the presence of their maker. One verse that we can see, the expression of a person who was grieving, crying, and growing through his pain and suffering is found in Lamentations chapter 1, verse 16. It says, Therefore, these things I weep, my eyes flow with tears. As we all know, he was weeping and crying. He was grieving. Why? Because they are now reaping the consequences of the sin that they have done. And now they're seeing the reality of the pain and suffering. And it says there, these things I weep. Now, if you look at the previous verses, he's telling about uh, the effect of what was happening. It says there, there's none to comfort. It's as if there's loneliness. It's as if there's isolation. 
And that's what social distancing brought to our lives. We're trying to find comfort from people we know, but we don't hear from them. We want to hear some encouragement, and yet we are hindered to do it. There's none to comfort us. And in verse 3, it says that there's no resting place. It means there's restlessness all around. Verse 4, there's none who come to the festival. Imagine these people are, are good in celebrating things, and yet at this point, because of what happened, there's no sense of celebration in their midst. There's sadness. Maybe that's, that's what you're feeling today. There's a loss of celebration because you're anticipating for a graduation ceremony, and yet it's no longer happening. Or maybe you have set a vacation a few months ago, and right now it's canceled. There are milestones that you are supposed to be celebrating, but nothing happened. It continues in verses 6, 7. No pasture, no strength, and none to help. Have you heard the story of a mother who is raising more than two children where this mother is encouraging her children to sleep longer just for them to have an extra meal that they can set aside for the next day? That's a sad story. Yes, the virus that we're facing is killing people, but hunger is also killing people today. There's a sense of loss that we see everywhere. But the person who wrote this responded by telling, I weep, my eyes flow with tears. In fact, he was in touch with his emotions. His tears were flowing because of what he's experiencing. He's grieving over the doubts and questions that he had. Now for us, how do we respond when things are taken away or life is not the way it's used to be? The answer, we lament. When we say we lament, it is not a state where we need to get over, where we need to run away from our pain and suffering. No, it's not. It's a process we need to go and to grow through. Someone said this, to cry is human. To lament is Christian. What makes lamenting Christian? How is it different from how people see crying and grieving and weeping? Lamentations chapter 2 verse 19, it says there, Arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands to Him for the lives of your children who faint for hunger at the head of every street. In fact, it's encouraging us to cry, to pour out, to lift our hands. Why? Because this lament is not the way the world sees it. Because to lament is to grieve and to hope. It's not only grieving. There's an element of hope in it. That's why we can grow through it gradually. If you've been reading the book of Psalms, there's a lot of moments or there's a lot of situations there where you can see the psalmist crying many times about their frustrations, sorrows, sadness, and fears. And after every cry, they find rest in God. That's why lamentation is good for us. It's beneficial for us. 
because lamentation is God's invitation of rest, restoration, and renewed confidence in Him. We find rest because we have hope in God. We find restoration because we have hope in Him. We can have renewed confidence because of our hope in God. How do we lament then? Not only this season, but when we come to a point where we experience loss, how do we do that? Lamentations 3 verses 55 to 57 says, I call on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the deep. You heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. Now look at those verses again. There's the awareness of the reality, and that's a chance to grieve. But there's also the awareness of the presence of God where, where the person can continue to hope. Where do we begin? First, call on the name of God. It means turn to Him. We don't just vent so that we can reduce the pressure that we feel inside. We lament because it's a form of prayer and it is done by faith in God. That's why we turn to God. Secondly, it says you hear my plea. That means... You can talk to God. As we turn to Him, you can talk to Him. The truth is, God is not surprised with what we are going through. God is not shocked with our emotions. As we talk to God, we can feel the full weight of our feelings. And as we feel that, we can express our emotions without examining them yet. And after that, we get to see how we get to respond. We get, talk, we get to talk to God about the place where we are stuck. We can open up to God the things that we are denying. We can ask Him about the tough things that we are trying to rationalize. We can tell Him our tendencies to blame, our tendencies to mistrust those people around us. We can sit down and talk to Him and have a conversation with Him, telling Him, I'm frustrated, I'm sad, I have sorrows, I have regrets. God is not surprised with those. Lastly, he said, you came near and you said, do not fear. It means you can trust God. As you turn to him and talk to him, you can trust him. And that's the confidence that we have. That's the confidence in our limitation, in our brokenness, over the injustices that we see all around in our personal frustrations, in our inadequacies, in our imperfections. And to tell you what, there will be times we tell those things and we feel like God is silent. It's okay. We can choose to be in a posture of listening because we can trust Him. Yes, there would be times we cannot find the answer according to our timeline or the way we desire it. But as we trust Him, we can leave the results to Him. Turn to God, talk to God, and trust God. Because to lament means to grieve and to hope. To grieve and to hope. Let me encourage you tonight. If you don't see the need to grieve today, don't force yourself. Napagkatapos ng service na to, narinig mo, dapat maghanap ka ng 
Ano dapat yung dapat kong ikaya? Don't force yourself. Don't pressure yourself to do that. Allow God to reveal your hurts, pains, and losses along the way. And when God revealed those, pause and lament. But if you can identify some losses you have right now and you're feeling the weight of those, pay attention to what you're going through. It's okay not to be okay. We can cry out to God. We can lament because we have hope. We can grieve because we know Jesus. That's the assurance. Jesus is the assurance. That's why we can grieve and hope today. Why? Because in Jesus, God stepped into our brokenness and He bore our sufferings, our pains in flesh and bone. The Bible says He is a man of sorrows who was vulnerable to our sin and pain. Not only that He's just a man of sorrows, but He's also the resurrection and the life who conquered death to men, our broken lives. As we end, let me read Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. It says here, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Lamentation is God's invitation of rest, restoration, and renewed confidence in Him. We can lament. We can grieve because we have hope. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you for speaking to each one of us. Thank you that you said in your word the pain that we might be experiencing is causing a lot in our lives. But thank you that your favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. We turn to you by faith. We can talk to you and trusting you what we are going through. And we can trust you. We can leave the results to you in everything that we go through. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Pastor John, for that heartfelt message. Grabe. Sobrang ang malaman nun. Malaman yun, no, Kuya. Grabe yung parang this will really take time to process this season, especially ngayon na ang dami talagang nangyayari around yeah, alam mo nika, na-realize pa na, na, ano, na yung word na lamentation, hindi siya everyday word for me. Parang kapag uh, naisip ko yung lamentation, parang maglamit nga ako ngayon. Parang hindi siya ganun ka-automatic sa akin. So that's why sobrang helpful nitong series sa atin ngayon. To, to know kung ano ba talaga yung, ano, yung ibig sabihin ng lamentation. Yeah. And, Yung nag-struck sa akin dun sa message ni Pastor Jeng, yung, yung sinabi niya na ano, when we say we lament, it is not a state that we need to get over or to run away from our pain and suffering. It's a process, like yung sinabi mo nga kanina. And we need to grow and we need to go through it. 
that's why we're having this series. Sobrang helpful niya. Even sa akin, personally, I need help in processing my own emotions then. On my own, parang hindi ko rin alam kung paano ko siya ihahandle at times yung mga emotions na nararamdaman ko. Especially ngayong, ngayong season na walang uh, may social distancing and all. So, yun yung nag-struck sa akin. How about you, Nika? Ako, kuya, to be honest, this season, parang mas naging totoo talaga yung crying your heart out talaga to God. And gusto ko yung kung paano differentiate ni Pastor Jeng yung kung ano yung lament, lamenting versus ranting or venting. Mm. I, I believe na there's nothing wrong to rant or to vent. But yeah. I believe na as Christians, as followers of God, what's more beneficial is really to lament. Kasi mm. when it comes to expressing our emotions, our thoughts, um, it's important na sa tamang tao natin nasasabi yun, di ba? And yeah. I, I like it when um, Pastor Jen said that lamentation is God's invitation to rest restoration, and to renew comfort, uh, confidence. I realize now, when I lament pala, I don't only get to express my feelings, but mm. I also become intimate and transparent to the one who be- best understands my feelings. Yeah. I get to express my feelings to God, the one who can bring comfort, healing, and restoration in my yeah. soul. And whenever I lament, I get to honestly express everything mm. that's bothering within me without um without questioning the goodness, your mercy, your love ni God. Yeah. And in the process, I I get to be transformed. And sobrang mas na-reinforce sa akin na those who um know how to lament are those who understand that it's okay not to be okay. So grabe kuya, sobrang I'm so grateful for this message. You just listened to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. For more details, you can find us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash ENCampusKatip. Or just simply search in these websites, Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope to see you there. Take care and God bless.